supper tonight. I want to hit the ground where you're living, where your frustration seems to be boiling over. It's the why that we struggle with. If you knew the why, you could handle the what. But it's because we don't know why we're walking through it. And we don't know why we're living in it. That the what seems almost unbearable. Because we're trying to figure out his ways. And we're not supposed to figure them out. We're trying to live in a realm of understanding that God never asked us to live. He said, my ways, way higher than your ways. In fact, he shows us how much higher. As the heavens are higher than the earth. Now you've got to think about that. Because does anybody know where the heavens are? Everybody always says up. But nobody yet has been able to point and say the heavens start right here. Nobody knows. He said as, the, as, as far as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways. In other words, you'll never be able to identify them. You'll never be able to understand them. And we're trying, we're trying to wrap our minds around what God is doing. If you try to live for God based upon human logic, then God can be no bigger than your mind. You shackle him with the chains of human, human reasoning. You confine him within the quarantines of your own recesses of your mind. And you want a God that you can manage. You're wanting a God that you can understand. You're wanting a God that you can keep a grasp on. But then when my world is falling apart, I don't want somebody that's equal to me. But David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is high. I gotta get up out of my mess. And I gotta get my feet back on an even place. I gotta get my feet on a solid foundation. I may not be able to tell you the why, but I can tell you some things today about his ways. First is you cannot judge your whole story by the chapter that you're living in right now. Anybody like to read? Anybody like to listen to books? How many people hate books? I love books. I got tons and tons of books. The only way you learn is to get by somebody who's smarter than you or to read somebody that's smarter than you. The problem is some people think they know it all. Let's look at Joseph. Joseph, I will give you a dream. I'm going to give you two dreams. Joseph, what you don't understand is I'm not giving you the timeline of the dreams. I'm not telling you if this is the beginning, the middle, or the end. Joseph didn't even know what the dreams meant. 
If he'd have known what they meant, he'd have kept his mouth shut. Because when he opened his mouth and he spoke his dreams, it created envy in the heart of his brothers. They could have tolerated the man, but they didn't like his dreams. There's always people around you that will try to kill your faith. You better be careful who you speak to. You better be careful who you give ear to. You better be careful who you get close to. Because there's a lot of dream killers out there. There's things that God has shown me in my own heart that I've never said a word to anybody about because I know if it's gonna be of God, only God's gonna bring it to pass. Because when Joseph opened his mouth, that was the end of the story. It stirred something up in the heart of his brothers. They had to get rid of him. Joseph, you don't understand when you're in that pit and you're being sold to Midianites, you're making your way to Potiphar's house. You don't understand, Joseph, that this is the ways of God in action. Joseph, what you don't know is the conversation that God had with your great-grandfather when he established covenant with him. And Abraham laid the sacrifices out and God put a deep sleep upon him in verse 13 of Genesis chapter 15, he said unto Abram, know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterwards shall they come out with a great substance. Abram, Joseph, this is part of covenant. Joseph, this is part of the story. Joseph, you don't know the covenant covenant that was made to your great grandfather. You know, you didn't get to read that part of the book, Joseph. You're having to live in the chapter that you're in. See, you don't know what prayers your grandparents prayed. You don't know what prayers your parents prayed. You don't know covenants that were established in the spirit world that reached far beyond you because just like Joseph couldn't read about it, neither can you read about it. But God said, I got a plan. I got to get them to Egyptian bondage because it's going to serve as typology. When I lead them through the way of the wilderness or rather through the Red Sea because that's going to serve as baptism. And I got to show them what's going to happen in the New Testament church. So Joseph, if you'll just be patient in the process, Joseph, the story's going to get a lot better. Don't judge the whole story by the chapter you're living in, Joseph. When they lie about you and they put you in prison, don't judge the whole story by the chapter you're in because in the end, there's going to be glory in all of this. Can I preach to some people who have stained your pillow with tears? Can I preach to some people that have went to prayer and asked God why? 
Can I preach to some people that have searched high and low? Like Job, I go forward, he's not there. I go backward, I can't find him. On the left hand where he doth work, on the right hand, but I cannot behold him. Everywhere I go, I can't see God. Joseph. What you can't realize, Joseph, is that God's working behind the scenes. The problem with time is it's so mean. That's why they call it the mean time. It's because it messes with your mind. It messes with your emotions. I'll prove it to you. I'm fixing to hit all y'all right between the eyes right now. Oh yeah, buddy, I'm coming with the heat. Text somebody and don't get a response from them. Three or four hours pass by and you done figured they're mad at you. Something's wrong. Now, if they respond right away, we're good. I'm just telling you, if I missed your text, it wasn't on purpose. But you let time pass by and you don't hear from them. Your mind will work and you'll make something out of nothing. And all it could have been was that they dropped their phone in water and it's fried and they don't even know you texted them. Tell me I'm wrong. Because the more time passes by without some type of response, our mind begins to think things and make things that are not there. How do you think Joseph felt sitting in that prison? And then he tried to take matters into his own hands. There was a butler and there was a baker. And they each had a dream. And he gave the interpretation of the dream. And this is what he said to that butler. When you get out of here, don't forget about me. Tell that Pharaoh, pull me up out of this prison. He was trying to expedite the timeline when it wasn't the right time. You ever tried to do something on your own and it's not the right time? That's how they ended up with the Ishmael. It's because he got a promise, but he wanted it faster than how God was moving. And so when you take matters into your own hands, you'll always mess things up. But notice what got Joseph out of the prison. Pharaoh had a dream. Now if I'm Joseph, I don't want nothing to do with dreams. Dreams is what got me here. I'll run as far away from a dream as I can because this is how people turned against me. Oh, y'all don't even know where I'm fixing to go with this. But the same thing that God developed in private in a prison is what brought him out of the prison to use in public. And there are things that God is developing within you when you're living in your prison of pain because God wants you to get acquainted with that gift because
because he's going to bring you to center stage and say, now it's time to use this in public. Now it's time for God to help you use this to minister to somebody. Oh, that was a lot better than y'all are worshiping. Now watch this. There's always going to be something developing in your private pain that God wants to use on a public scale. I'm going to jump ahead of the story. Moses, I'm calling you out. I got people you need to deliver. Watch this. God's asking him to go back to the people that wanted to kill him. And he knows he's fearful, so he has to calm his nerves. And he says, those that sought to kill thee are gone. Because he knew that if his past was still there, he wouldn't want to confront it. Watch this. So he's got a staff in his hand. And he says, throw that thing on the ground. And what happened? It became a snake. And he says, pick it back up. It became a rod. Where was this at? The wilderness. It was in private that he was teaching him how to use something. Because when he went in front of Pharaoh, what did he tell him to do? He said, you throw that rod on the ground. God will not expect you to operate in a realm in public that he has not first prepared you for in private. And how does he prepare you? He prepares you in the wilderness of life. He prepares you through the downs and the lows. He prepares you through life's valleys because he's going to get you out of the prison and he's going to put you in the palace. And when you go to king's places, you're going to be acquainted with the giftings within you. The ways of God. If you remember old pictures, they'd give you your photos. You'd go drop them off at the photo place. And they'd, you pick them up, you had your pictures, and then you had negatives. Back in the old days, before it got more advanced, they had to go to the dark room for things to be developed. And that's where God develops things in our life, is in the dark places. But the Bible says he hath made darkness his secret place. And the psalmist said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Can I tell you, in the darkest times of your life, you've never been closer to God. You're not close to God when you're shouting. You're not close to God when you're dancing. But it's when God says, let me lead you to the dark room. Let me lead you to that place you don't want to go. Let me lead you to that season of despair and turmoil and pain. He says, it's here that I'm going to hide you 
you under the shadow. Can I talk about the ways of God? Joseph, I'm going to put you second to Pharaoh. You've got charge of everything, Joseph. But the story's not just about Joseph. It's about what God is doing in Israel. Because remember the covenant that was made with Abram. Abram, I'm going to bring them out of their own land. And I've got to get them to the land of a stranger. I've got to get them out of their comfort zone. Because they've got to serve for 400 years in a stranger's land. And so the brothers go and they're reacquainted. Or not at this time, they're not reacquainted. But they go to get corn. Got to follow the story. They go to get corn. And he says, do you have a younger brother? And they said, we have Benjamin. And he said, you bring him here. And they get back to Joseph's house, or to, to Jacob's house. Watch how adamant Jacob is in verse 38 of chapter 42. He said, my son shall not go down with you. For his brother is dead. And he's by himself. If mischief befall him by the way in the which ye go, then shall ye bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. He already lost Joseph, which was the son of, 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 of Rachel. Benjamin was the only other son of Rachel. Rachel is what he loved more than Leah. But let me tell you something. I'm jumping messages here. When it came to the end of his life, he wasn't buried by Rachel. He was buried by Leah because it was Leah that produced the most in Jacob's life. It was the thing that he didn't want that God said, I'm going to use to develop you the most. And at the end of his day, it wasn't what his heart desired. It was what God wanted for him. He said, I've learned to love Leah because she produced the most in me. It's the thing in your life that you don't like. It's the area of your life that you wish you could change. It's the thing that you say, God, Paul said, why is this stored in me? Because Leah is going to produce the most. Who gave Jacob the most children? Leah. But I want you to look at the beginning of the next verse. And the famine was sore in the land. Chapter 43 and verse 1. And it came to pass when they had eaten up the corn which they had brought out of Egypt that their father said unto them go again and buy us a little food. What changed his mind? Hunger. And there are times 
that God will pause the timeline until you get hungry enough to change your mind. There are times where God says, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait until they get hungry enough because hunger is what moves you from one dimension to the next. Elijah, go on down to the brook Cherith. Get thee hence and turn eastward and hide thyself by the brook. It shall be you're going to drink of the brook. And I've commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went up. He did according to the word of the Lord. Here's the prophet. In a season of life, not a care in the world. Got the brook running. And every day, DoorDash is coming. The ravens dropping him off something to eat. What a picture of just being in the will of God. Now God led him to the brook and God commanded the ravens to feed him. But you keep reading and you'll find that the brook dried up. And the ravens stopped coming. And I don't think Let's just be real. I don't think Elijah woke up one day and the brook was dry. I think it slowly. Maybe one day he woke up and said, man, that water looks a little lower than it was yesterday, but I'm going to go ahead and just give me a few sips of this. He was comfortable in the season of life that he was in. The blessings of God. We're just flowing. He lacked no sustenance. And God knew the only way I can get him out of here was he got to get hungry. Because as long as he's comfortable, he's not going to want to go to a new dimension. I'll never forget the time that I walked into church when I was a youth pastor. And God was beginning to stir the nest to get me to evangelize. I didn't realize what was going on, but I walked in and I literally felt like a visitor in the church that I was growing, I grew up in my whole life. And I was going, God, what is wrong with me? I, I, I don't know why I feel like I feel. And, I, and people started asking me to preach out. And I realized that slowly God was detaching. God was removing because as long as you're comfortable then you're not going to want to move in the next dimension that God is, is wanting to move you into as long as you're comfortable as long as you're satisfied how does God stir the nest he lets a little pain come he lets a little adversity come he lets problems come because he's going to want you to seek him like never before that's why the Bible says blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness they shall be filled
ways of God. Finally, I can tell you this. That God's ways are motivated by an intense love for who you are and for his plan for your life. Israel is reunited. Joseph. Pharaoh says, you give them the best land. You take them over there to Goshen. A new Pharaoh rose up who became intimidated by them and put them in bondage for 430 years. Watch this. They come out of bondage. Verse 17 of Exodus 13. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. It took God one night to get Israel out of Egypt. But it took him 40 years to get Egypt out of Israel. He knew that if he took them the convenient, easy way through the land of the Philistines, that when they came against opposition, they would repent or means change their mind. And so he said, I got to bring them through a longer, more difficult path through the wilderness. Now watch this. Two times they went through the wilderness. The first time God led them through the wilderness. That was deliverance. The second time, they wandered through the wilderness for 40 years because of their unbelief. What was the difference between God leading them and them wandering? It was their faith. And the wilderness you're going to find yourself in, the difference between God leading you and you wandering is the level of your faith when you're walking through it. He said, you're going to understand that God's ways are higher than my ways. And I don't really understand what's going on right now, God. I wish I could figure this out, but I got enough faith in you to know that you love me and you wouldn't do anything to harm me. Or you can get mad at God and you can go in circles until God gets rid of all that unbelief. Ultimately, he's going to bring you the promised land either way. But friend, I'd rather let God lead me through the wilderness. I'd rather let God hold my hand. I'd rather let side than to get mad at his ways. Stand with me right now. Frustration. 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 
y lo corría y llevó y va y corría y si a y lo y va le contó y mahashe que otro ni va meco y ma elo si calé eshoko y bosoto liande a biokoshe y bo e ishaka elosande e toriki y loco y baja e ko y ma ishaka y ko y la biha isha Oh, I have searched for you far and wide. I've wondered where you've been at times when I thought you would be looking towards me for your help. I thought you would be looking towards me for your provision. I thought you would be looking towards me for your answer. Have not I proven myself time and time again? Have not I not made ways in the wilderness when no one else could? Have I not proven my faithfulness? Yet why do you look around at provisions on this earth? Yet why do you look to people around you to meet your needs? I say unto thee this day, if you will lift your head, if you will lift your eyes, I am still the Lord, the same God that has shown himself before. I can show myself again. The same God that has proven himself before. I long to prove myself again. For I am the Lord and I change not. Somebody reach out to God right now. Iloko ye ba shikioto riade dolobosata ye. 